Today we're talking about the five reasons why others love to project onto INFJs. Projection is something that we talk about a lot in psychology, right? It's all about I can deal with my own pain, so I'm projecting it onto other people. I can deal with certain aspects of my personality, so I'm projecting it onto others. But it is so much more than that. It really is about saying, okay, this is how I see my life. And I automatically assume that other people see it the same way. And this is something that I demand of others. If you want to be in my life, then I'm projecting this onto you. And then it's on you to decide, do you want to be in my life or not? And guess what? The INFJ is the perfect recipient of that projection. You as an INFJ will have experienced this more than once, probably, you know, dozens of times throughout your life. So today we're talking about the five reasons why people love to project onto INFJs and what we as INFJs can learn out of this. Before we get started, remember the next INFJ Epic Life Bootcamp round is just around the corner. We launch January 28th. We're also going to have a free masterclass that day here on YouTube. And the first live call will be February 4th. Uh, make sure you're on that waiting list to get access to the early bird prize and get notified once we go live. Everything you need to know, you can find in the links in the description. So reason number one, why other people love to project onto INFJs is because we're really skilled at being a blank slate. This is one of the things we're really, really good at. Again, I want you to remember, just because we're good at something, that doesn't mean that this is who we are. That doesn't mean that this is the way we should behave, right? It has a lot to do with, oh, this is actually our zone of excellence, but it's not our zone of genius. You know, these are some expressions that come from the book, The Big Leap. And it's all about saying, okay, just because I'm really skilled at something, that doesn't mean that this is the place and the way to go through life that will bring me the biggest joy, the biggest fulfillment, the biggest abundance, and the biggest success. But in this particular case, the fact that we're a blank slate is actually a skill. It's something we have learned throughout our life. It has everything to do with our first function. Our first function is introverted intuition, and that function allows us to tap out of life. It allows us to take a step back. It allows us to sort of become the observer. It allows us to interact with people less and less from the perspective of this is how I see my life. We are able to create this void that other people can fill. Because for other people, very often it seems like they have so much power to exude. They have so much energy within them that they want to get out. But everybody around them tries to push themselves out as well, right? Especially if you're not in a position where you've gotten to a place where you say, okay, everybody can exude themselves because it's all about abundance and I'm choosing myself. And in the end, there's always infinite space and you can take up as much space as you want and you're not pushing anybody out. But in most cases, people are not at that place yet. People are still in a place of, okay, this is the box I live in. There are those unspoken rules that I feel I have to live by in order to be part of society, to play the game, and I don't feel like there's another choice. So if you're playing that game, of course there is not space for you to take up because, you know, it just isn't allowed. Like you have to compromise in so many ways. And then the INFJ shows up in your life. 
and the INFJ sees you for the first time. The INFJ actually makes space for you because the INFJ is able to, you know, hollow themselves out. They're saying, okay, who I am, what I do doesn't really matter at that moment because what I'm really concerned with right now is allowing you to be more of who you really are. I'm not judging you. I'm allowing you to be who you are. And that is one of those skills of the INFJ. We are so great at being this blank slate. And if you are this blank slate, you are allowing people to project onto you. You're allowing them to say, oh, that's how life is supposed to be. And I see you don't have anything that goes contrary to what I'm saying, right? Because we have hollowed ourselves out. So they automatically assume we are the same way right? So remember, this is one of our greatest skills. It's not our place of genius. Please don't be a blank slate all the time. It's okay to be this way when you want to help people in certain situations here and there, but make sure that in your life, you are taking up your space. You are exuding yourself and you are filling your cup up with who you are. The more you do that, the less people will see you as a blank slate. So there is a price to pay. We have to very often give up this skill that, you know, is part of our area of excellence in order to get to our area of genius. Reason number two, why people love to project onto INFJs is because we make them feel safe. It's one thing to, you know, hollow ourselves out and allow people to be as big as they possibly can energy wise. But the other thing is we also don't judge them for it because it could theoretically be that we hollow ourselves out, we allow people to be who they are, and then we cut them and hurt them exactly where it hurts because we allow them to be more of who they are so we know, you know where those points are that are not really acceptable by others. And those are the areas that we could potentially use to hurt them. We don't do that. That's not in our nature. So people see that they can continue to project onto us. They can continue to take up more space than us and to expect us to play along because it's just like this unspoken thing that continues to happen. The more they show you who they are and even show you parts of themselves that are not really healthy for you and you keep accepting that and you keep not judging them and you keep not showing any boundaries, the more it makes them feel safe. And the safer they feel, the more they're going to project onto you. So very often we look at this from this positive perspective of, oh, the INFJ makes other people feel safe. They make other people feel seen. Yeah, that's a great thing, but remember not to do it to such an extent that you are paying the price that you are dimming your own light, that you feel like you're sacrificing your integrity because those are the situations where at some point a door slam will happen. Those are the situations where at some point you're going to have a huge negative reaction because you keep sacrificing, you keep sacrificing and the other person isn't even aware of that and isn't appreciative of it at all. Reason number three why people love projecting onto INFJs is because INFJs are great at mirroring back other people. So it's not just that we hollow ourselves out and we don't judge people in that situation, but very often we start exuding similar characteristics as the person we are around. We do that not just because, you know, we want that person to feel safe. Very often we do this because we want to experience more of what that person is experiencing. The more we mirror that person, the more they will give of their energy. 
We love that in a lot of ways, right? It's not that this is a negative thing all the time. We just have to keep like those boundaries of when am I losing myself? And so when we mirror others, this can be a great way to make people feel seen, feel heard, um, connect with them. But remember that it is mirroring and remember that this isn't necessarily who you are just because you're really good at this, right? It's a skill. It's not you. And the more aware you are of that, the more choices you can make that can, you know, be healthy for you as in, it's good for me to mirror that person in that situation. That's something that I consciously decided. It will allow them to feel seen. We can connect. Like this is a safe space for that but you're not doing it in an unconscious way because you feel like that's what I've conditioned myself to, you know, over the last decades. And this is what I have to do. You don't have to do this. Yes. The alternative is scarier, which is you don't mirror them. You don't make space for them all the time, but instead of that, you choose you, you know, of course it will mean there will be less space left for them. But it's like saying, okay, you know, I'm not going to breathe air because I want other people to breathe it. If you're like in this contained area where there isn't enough, you first have to make sure that you're good, that you can survive, that you're not just at this level where you keep your head above water, you know, using all your energy just for that and everything else you're giving to other people, get yourself to a place where you thrive, where you love life, and you'll see how you will have more and more energy and you'll actually be able to help people on a much bigger scale. Reason number four, why people love projecting onto INFJs is because INFJ actually reward projection. This is something we do unconsciously most of the time, right? It's not like we go out and we say, oh, that's that person that loves to project onto me and I actually love it. So I'm going to encourage that. I'm going to be extra kind to them. I'm going to be extra nice and attentive once they do. So they do more of that because I want to keep suffering right? That's not how this happens, but we have to look a little bit deeper and understand. Yes, we very often reward that because the moment that person projects onto us, the moment they show more of who they are, we actually get more attached. We actually enable their behavior as an imagine a person who continues to, you know, roll around in their own misery and you continuously go into the trenches with them. You're like, yeah, I see how much you suffer. I'm there for you. Poor you, you know, that kind of mentality instead of saying, look, let's look at it this way. You know, life can be great. This is what we can do. This is amazing. This is what brings joy to me. And that might encourage that person to find that joy within themselves as well. But very often we don't do that because the moment that person projects onto you, it makes it easier to get attached to that person. The easier it is for you to not get abandoned. Remember psychologically, we all fear abandonment. We all fear that we're not good enough. We're not lovable enough. We have to work towards an even deeper level that is really full of self-love. But on some level we have those doubts and we feel if I make it easier for them to project onto me, then they cannot live without me. They need me in their life because nobody else could make them be able to do that. Like I can. 
And so on a subconscious level, we emotionally reward that kind of behavior by being even extra nice to them, by uh, looking at them even more, by going deeper into their world. So this is one of the reasons why people love to project onto INFJs because we actually reward them in a way where they want it even more. And reason number five, why people love to project onto INFJs is because INFJs seem harmless. We don't show to people what we're able to do psychologically. You know, if you have the strength to allow people to project onto you in this kind of way, to hollow yourself out, to, you know, take a step back and let them shine, like this requires a lot of psychological strength. That's why I always say we have so much power in that, that we feel the only way it would be fair to go through life is to give the bare minimum to us so we can, you know, keep our head above water barely and everything else we give to others. And we continue to do this until the person wants more and more and, you know, you keep on giving and there is no appreciation for it. There's no gratitude. There's no respect and they keep on taking and taking and they keep doing this until the INFJ just, you know, can't handle it anymore. And that's when we react in this really intense manner. And this is, you know, those situations where we either door slam or we hurt the person in a way that is so harsh that it even hurts us to do that. Right. And very often once the INFJ does that, you know, it's like, I never want to be in that situation again because it was so painful and so uncomfortable. But the reason why it gets so far is because we haven't set a boundary before. We haven't really chosen ourselves. So the person has learned continuously that you are harmless, that no matter what they do, you won't react in a way that will be harmful to them. Of course, this is just an illusion because if you're able to sacrifice so much in order to make another person comfortable, you also have the strength to hurt them immensely, psychologically speaking. But the thing is this, we don't want it to get this far. Very often we say we want people to get it by themselves. Why are they projecting onto me? Why are they using me? I want them to appreciate me without me having to tell them and then you know, I would feel good about myself because they have recognized everything that I'm doing for them. And finally, you know, it will pay off in some kind of way, right? Not just in a way of, oh, I'm helping them, but also there will be some kind of appreciation. That's not how it works. It's not that other people are bad or the people who are projecting onto you have bad intentions towards you. It's just that they can't help themselves. They're looking for an easy outlet like we all are because we're all looking for the easiest path. And only once this path closes, we can go a different route. And in most cases, this is the route that actually allows us to grow. And so again, for the INFJ, it seems like the easier route to allow other people to do all of that and to wait for them to recognize who we are and what we're doing for them. But it won't really work. It hasn't really worked so far, has it? So this is the point where you say, I might be really skilled at these things and people love to project onto me, but this only happens because I allow it. And from now on, I'm going to choose myself and I'm going to start setting boundaries up as soon as somebody is doing something that doesn't make me feel good. 
And we have to practice this because we're not aware of what makes us uncomfortable if we allowed this behavior for so long. But it's a practice and you can continue that path and you can start growing yourself and building your INFJ epic life and you know, living in a way where these things don't just happen and you feel you're out of control. This is also one of the things we talk about a lot when it comes to relationship management in bootcamp. And the next INFJ bootcamp is, you know, just around the corner. We launch on Saturday, so February 28th. We're also going to have a free masterclass here on YouTube, so make sure you tune in. Our first live call will be February 4th. So make sure you're on that waiting list. You get access to the early bird prize. You get notified once we go live and all the other goodies. So everything you need to know, you can find in the links in the description. And if you wanna watch another video now that is in the line with today's topic, then watch the video, why the INFJ is first admired and then ghosted.